Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. Rabbi. My friend Rabbi Jamie Korngold wrote a book called The God Upgrade. I don't agree with a lot of what she wrote in that book, and in fact, we had the opportunity to publicly debate some of her claims, but I fundamentally and deeply agree that a God upgrade or update is absolutely needed. Unfortunately, many of us are holding on to our first concepts of God, the earliest and therefore the most primitive Santa Claus-like versions of the divine are still living inside many of us. Maybe people were able to overcome that and be exposed to a new version of God at some point down the line, but it is quite likely that we are holding on to something, some version of God which came from our past and is vastly, vastly incomplete. And Rev. Cook thinks this is terrible. He says, The very fact that the thought of God, the conception of God is stuck in a particular form or shape and is known to people in that way because of habit and because of childish imaging, childish imagination. The fact that most of us are walking around with childish, juvenile, and possibly even silly conceptions of the divine is a big, big problem for Rav Cook. And he says that this is the single largest, most substantial obstacle that a person experiences. In the spirit of a person to come to this level of dot, this level of knowledge and awareness. Our old childish versions of God represent the single most regrettable and destructive obstacle in that process. And Rav Cook sees in this a bit of idolatry. He says, This is a nitzotz, a flashing, an instantiation of the deep flaw that yields the making of idols, Pesel Unless we think this is a small problem, despite all the things that Rav Kook has said until now, Rav Kook insists, We need to be very, very, very careful with this. That's in general. But there are times when it becomes even more important the requirement to be careful, to be aware of this tendency or this capacity or this reality and to make sure we don't fall into it, this comes about at a time in an era of greater knowledge. And maybe he's referring to the Enlightenment and a time in human history when knowledge is flowing, when knowledge is increasing so dynamically and at such a time, if a person is stuck on an old version of God, they will find such a vast gap between what is now being known in the world and this old version of God that it will just be so easy, so tempting, so obvious to just let go of this silly, 
useless version of God that I'm carrying around all the time and just to open and enter into the light of the enlightenment. Rav Cook obviously, from his many, many writings, sees great possibilities of reconciliation between the modern ancient tradition that we carry and the world that we live in right now. He demands the perpetual upgrade, as Rabbi Korengold put it, of how we think about God and Torah and mitzvah to make sure that we are being blessed by the incredible developments of humanity and allowing the absolutely present capacity of Jewishness to respond to and to be in completely up-to-date dialogue with the contemporary moment as it is happening. But to do that, we're gonna have to let go of these old models. So it would be best if we could do this work ourselves of identifying old and in the way versions of God, stories that we have about God that are stuck in old, immature, juvenile, and outdated assumptions. It would be best if we could do that work ourselves. But, Rev. Cook says, for better and definitely for worse, there are other forces that come along and do the work for us when we don't do it ourselves. And these forces are powerful and also have strong counterproductive sides as well. And here is one of Rev. Cook's most amazing statements. He says that kfirah, which can mean atheism or heresy or rejection of religion, kfirah has this role, kol tudatab and mitziut, its whole role in reality, again, an incredible innovation from Rev. Cook, seeing a role and a positive function of kfirah, of atheism and heresy and rejection of religion, its role, its job is to remove these specific images that people get, people have in their minds and in their thoughts. Its job is to come along and say, that's stupid. I reject that. And obviously, the blunt tool of rejection and atheism doesn't come along and say, hey, you religious people, I just want to help you along here. I want to point out for you that this particular model of religiosity and these images and these ways that you're talking about the divine need to be updated. So I'm going to come along and gently remind you to update your religious conceptualizations post-haste. Rather, they come along and say, this is stupid, and the religion that bears it is stupid, and therefore, obviously, it is much better to be an atheist than to participate in this foolishness. But someone who's wise, and Rav Cook was wise, and he was living at a time when there were many atheistic movements that were happening in the land of Israel around him. And I wouldn't say that he celebrated those movements, but he certainly was able to identify a benefit that could be extracted from those movements. And I believe he would expect smart people at that time in the religious world, even as they might have been standing up against and possibly rejecting forcefully these counter-religious and atheistic movements, Rav Cook might expect those self-same people to take to mind and take to heart what they're saying, to listen to hear that as a kind of divinely resonant feedback. This is God using a particular vessel to say to you, religious person, this version of me, says God, that you're carrying around is so rejectable, it doesn't hold up any longer. 
And despite the venom and anger and forcefulness that is being used by people who are loudly and vociferously stating their objections to and rejections of the religion and everything in it, and despite all the babies that are being thrown out with the bathwater, it is your job to listen, pay attention. They're right. They're saying something important here about the images that I'm carrying around. And when they reject them, they're actually helping me notice that maybe I'm carrying around some images that need to be let go of myself. And thus Rav Cook calls upon people who can recognize the inner depths or the inner goodness of these atheisms. That person would motzeit hu et divshah. He would extract the honey, the good stuff, the stuff that's of value inside. And in that sense, we'll be able to recognize and connect to the divinity of the spark inside that atheism. the And he can therefore restore this atheism and this rejection to the source in the holy. So, my fellow grown-ups, let's do this. Let's pay attention to the truth element of those who are coming along to tell us that what we're doing is stupid or outdated. Let's get over our insult and find a way to open ourselves to the truth that they're holding and allow ourselves to be moved by it towards a better version of what we're doing. As Eov says, from whom came forth this kfor shamayim, this heaven ice, this heaven sent apostasy.